You're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham along with Father Will Thompson, and we are broadcasting live from the site of the future campus of the Jeremiah Program in Rochester, Minnesota, right across the street from Lourdes High School in, what would you call this, the Northwest Quadrant of yep. the city, Father Will? Yep, yep, we've been in the Northwest here. And uh, it's a beautiful site here, and there's a lot of work going on, a lot of surveying, a lot of digging going on, a lot of dirt being moved around, and in order that lives will be changed. And one of the lives that has already been changed by this program is Brittany Block. And she is here on site with us. And we're going to be talking to you, Brittany, about your story. Well, first, welcome to the Real Presence Radio Network and Real Presence Live. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And as we mentioned, you're a graduate of the Jeremiah program. Uh, just uh, tell us your story, if you would. Yeah. Um, so I uh, I do this a lot. I speak on behalf of Jeremiah just because it's... Uh, I think it's really important for people to hear my story. Um, so I just wanted to thank you for inviting me here to uh, tell my story and the impact that the Jeremiah programs had on my life and that of my son's life. As I was preparing to speak, I couldn't help but think about where I was 20 years ago when Mr. O'Connell was dreaming up this program, where I was in my life, and I realized that I was leading, living out a traumatic childhood that would pave the path to poverty for me. I spent my childhood being bounced around from house to house. My father worked all the time, and my mother was in prison until I was in high school. My uh, stepmother was both physically and emotionally abusive. And throughout my childhood, I fought. I was fought over like a piece of property to be one in a divorce, only to be later abandoned by everyone. Eventually, I ended up in the foster care system and became ward of the state of Colorado. It's no surprise that I spent most of my early 20s with no real purpose or direction. I'd gone to school uh, to be a licensed cosmetologist, but because I lacked the ability to really connect with people, I struggled. I ended up in the airline business um, and led an operations, uh, was a leader in the operations as a supervisor. Um, I moved to the Twin Cities uh, 10, it'll be 11 years ago this um, December. Um, where I met my son's father and became pregnant. A relationship ended, and I found myself about to be the one thing that I was told my entire childhood I would end up as, a homeless, single mother with only a high school diploma. I really had felt like I had failed, and I was really mad at myself that I had gotten myself into such a situation. Um, I went to Google, because where else do you go when you're in a crisis? <laughs> um, and I found Jeremiah program. Um, at first, I thought it was too good to be true. But after some vetting, um, I uh, decided to apply for the program. Um, I swore at that time that my son would never feel the consequences of a traumatic childhood like I did. Through the 18-week empowerment course, I sat and cried through those classes, it was the first time that I'd heard a message of hope. A message that if I wanted something different for my life, it was up to me to make that change. That I didn't need to wait for a big grand moment. That I could declare right then and there that I was lovable, I was important, and I was valuable enough to live my best life. I'd like to say that everything just changed just like that. But it didn't. Um, it's been almost five years since Grayson and I moved um, from our apartment on the St. Paul camp campus. And every day I lean on the tools that I was given in those empowerment classes. Grayson's childhood is so different than mine ever was. 
sometimes I struggle with what's appropriate for him, but I lean on my community and my role models in all areas of my life. Grayson will never know the stress and trauma that I endured, and I hope to be able to show him what it means to be empowered. What it looks like to live a self-examined life and what it looks like to be a strong woman. Our future is full of dreams that I didn't even know were options five years ago. I don't know that I'll ever truly be able to put into words the impact that this program has had on me, and I don't know that we'll ever certainly know the total impact that the program has had on my son. I hope to be able to move the work that the Jeremiah program is doing by serving young prof- by serving on the Young Professional Board Propel, as well, uh, as well as working with the Aspen Institute Neo Media Network as a parent advisor. Through this work, I'm reminded how blessed I am, how true, truly blessed I've been. Uh, I've been by this program, and by those people that have held a safe space for me while I do this incredibly challenging work. Not everyone's been as lucky as I have been. Oh. So, Brittany. <laughs> Sorry. No, you you had mentioned that you've uh, you know you've spoken on behalf of the Jeremiah program. Yeah. Uh, you've probably told the story a few times a few times <laughs> and yet still still very very emotional yeah. for you and i would imagine it's got to be equally as emotional for for other women uh could you say a little bit more about uh just kind of the, the relief that you experienced realizing it, it wasn't too good to be true yeah uh, that there really was a program um that could meet your needs yeah and help you help you to dream for things that were undreamable right yeah i think uh the thing jeremiah does so great is they really meet the families where they're at and it's judgment free and they're just really there to help remove all the unnecessary barriers so that the moms can really dig deep and make life-changing decisions to move forward um they they're replacing these narratives that have been given to a lot of us through our childhood and just through intergenerational trauma that's caused by intergenerational poverty um and and they're really supporting families and like actually changing their lives and they they provide a a clear path on how to do that and they figured out what that formula is and it's not just addressing one issue you know these families are complex and what they look like is so different my family looks different than another mom's family and my traumas and triggers are different than another mom's but the key theme is still there that we want to be better for our children and we want them to have better and we want to impact you know our communities um Mm -hmm. We want to leave a legacy, and the only way we can do that is if our community surrounds us and lifts us up in times that we, you know, we need that help. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, and I think, you know, as as you're speaking, it just sounds like it's it's so easy to write yourself off. Yeah. Uh, at at at, a, at those low points, uh, and you know, I, I think I think culture can write you off uh, as Absolutely, well, just to yeah. say, you know what, that's where you're at, and good luck. Um, but it's uh, it really is wonderful that uh, there are people that don't want to do that. You know, right. They, they don't want to write you out. They want to uh, you know lend that hand to to lift you out of you know a ditch you can't get out of. Yeah. On your own. Yeah. It was great to have people around me that just were there, never to solve a problem for me, but 
but merely just to be, you know, a shoulder to cry on or just like somebody to be like empathetic to like, yeah, you're like, you're dealing with a lot of things. Like, this is tough. Like, this is a lot. You should be tired. You should be, you know, stressed out. You should feel like you're going to cry at any moment. Like, that's normal. Like, um, and that was really validating to have people that I respected doing those sort of things for me. And so, you know, as you say that, um, I have to imagine there's kind of two two groups of people. Uh, you know, the, the the people that are there to uh, support you as um, you know volunteers or uh, you know people who work with the Jeremiah program, but then also the other the other women and the other family uh, that's uh, I would imagine become like sisters yeah. for you. Uh, what 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 is the impact of of having other women in the program uh, as you're walking through? Yeah, well, I think anytime you can look around a room and identify with somebody, uh, whether that's through experience or just on looks or, you know, whatever it is, when you can find that common thread with somebody, there's like a a bond or a connection that happens. And I think the more traumatic or stressful the event is, the stronger that that tie is. And a lot of the moms that I went through the program with, I don't see or talk to on like a super regular basis. But if they called me and they had a flat tire and needed something, I would do what I could to rally my resources to help them out just because of our shared experience. Brittany, you you spoke about uh, so eloquently uh, and emotionally, uh, beautifully, the, um, the impact of the Jeremiah program on your life. And you're here now speaking on behalf of it. Are there other ways that you perhaps plan or would like to help others to experience the same type of healing or services or um, help other people to to know how to support this type of a program as well? Yeah. um, So I'm really passionate about alumni engagement. And so I have quite a few... um, irons in the fire if you will about just um expanding the propel board so currently the saint paul campus is the only one that has um has a propel board and we're going to hear more about that uh in just a minute uh, we're going to go to break right now and uh, uh hope all of our listeners will continue listening to hear more from Brittany right after the break inspired Sharing your journey. It's 44 minutes past the hour. I'm Matt Wilkham along with Father Will Thompson. This is Real Presence Live, and we are engaged in a, you know, a, a conversation uh, of consequence here uh, regarding the Jeremiah program here on Real Presence Live. We're talking with Brittany Block. Uh, and she's speaking on behalf of the Jeremiah program. We're live on site at the future campus of this program, this wonderful program here in Rochester. And we're talking with Brittany about her experience in having graduated from the program. Brittany, you spoke uh, so eloquently uh, about having survived a, a traumatic childhood uh, and, and just all these different circumstances that then came together to bring you to the Jeremiah program. Can't, maybe if you could just recap a little bit of that for our listeners who who didn't get a chance to hear that a few minutes ago. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so I grew up in Colorado and uh, just had a turbulent childhood and um, just through career changes ended up in Minnesota as an operations manager with the airlines and met my son's father and, um, you know, him and I 
tried to work things out the best that we could and it just just wasn't gonna happen with us together so um I ended up as a single mom uh and really no way to take care of myself so um that led me to Jeremiah and through the program I was able to get my uh, bachelor's degree um from St. Mary's University so I have a bachelor's in business administration um that I obtained in two years wow yeah Excellent. Yeah, there's no way I could have done it without the <laughs> Jeremiah program. I had a you know a two year old at home too at the same time. So um, one semester I think I took 26 credits while I was potty training a two year old. So just <laughs> just for you know that is challenging. Yeah, <laughs> either either of them independent of of each other either are one. challenging. Yeah, either one. Yeah. And uh, and where are you now after graduating from Jeremiah? Yeah, so um, my son and I have an apartment uh, right on the Mississippi River in downtown St. Paul. Oh, wow. um, he would tell you we live under the biggest bridge, <laughs> <laughs> also known as the High Street Bridge. But um, yes. yeah, he likes to tell people we live down by the river under a bridge, which is misleading. But um, <laughs> <laughs> down by the river, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So um, we have an apartment down there, and um, I actually manage a sport clips in um, one of the suburbs, um, and it's one of the busier stores, more successful stores in the state right now, um, which I'm really proud of. Um, I get to work with 11 of my best friends um, every day, and so um, and I get to utilize my business degree and my previous cosmetology experience. Um, it's really been uh, that financial freedom that that's given us. It's been pretty incredible. We took our first uh, like family vacation this year. Um, I was able to take a girls' trip with some of my girlfriends, like just those sort of freedoms that had never been afforded to me before and it felt really cool like I earned it I did the, yeah. the work to get there and it took a little while but like I I'm seeing the benefits of it just in you know trivial things like that but then also you know I feel really connected to my son I feel like we have a really great relationship um I feel like I'm raising him in a very different way than I was raised um, because of some of the tools that I learned at Jeremiah um, and just even the skills that, that they've taught me that's helped me process a lot of the things that's happened through my childhood. Um, yeah. Sorry. And so, Brittany, you, Brittany, you've uh, shared a lot about uh, your experience, what this has done yeah. for you. Um, but I'd like to hear a little bit more maybe about your son. I mean, oh, sure. it sounds yeah. like he's happy. How, yeah. how, how old is he? Um, he'll be nine in September, which is oh. wild because I swear it was just like a week ago when I brought him home from the hospital. But, mm. um, yeah, he'll be nine. Um, he plays baseball and uh, basketball. We uh, gave football and wrestling a go, but it, he, he wasn't feeling it. So, yeah. um, you know, it's been fun to watch him kind of discover his uh, his uh, callings and the things that he's passionate and interested in and um, seeing how he's able to be so compassionate towards his classmates because he's not stressed out about where he's going to sleep or what food he's going to eat. Um, mm. So... Uh, he has to take snack to school and uh, so I buy just have a drawer at the house with a bunch of snacks and such in it and he picks a snack every day and some are you know healthier choices than others I try to let him you know kind of manage that but he gets so much junk and that's all he gets for the month so if he eats it all right away you know kind of that self-regulation and um, so anyways the these granola bars kept disappearing pretty quick and I'm like what's like what's up with this what are you doing stashing them somewhere what's going on 
And then he explained to me that he was taking an extra one because there was a kid at school that never had a snack and he felt bad for them. And yeah, you know, so it's just like at eight to see him be able to be that compassionate. Um, And then also that I'm in a financial situation where I can afford um, to do that for somebody else also feels really good. Yeah. That's fantastic. (laughs) You know, and uh, you're living living in St. Paul now, um, but the the effects of the of the program really really reach reach beyond. Way. We're getting ready to uh, build uh, a new site here in Rochester. What would you want the listeners to know across the entire network? We have five five states uh, that are, are plugged in plugged into this network. Um, what would you like them to know about the Jeremiah program? Um, I think I think the biggest thing is that it's an investment in the community, and so it's not um, it's not just an apartment building that's being built. It's a place where many generations of women are going to come and they're going to change the trajectory of their entire legacy. Um, and that can't just be done with financial donations. Like that takes the community showing up for these women while they do this work, um, whether that's through volunteering for childcare, volunteering to be a mentor or volunteering, you know, for getting, you know, like those young professional aged, um, you know, professionals out here volunteering with the moms and being mentors towards them um, and you know raising money and that kind of stuff for for these families to be able to focus on what what's important and Brittany uh, your story is actually available on the Jeremiah program website yeah for anybody to to read if they want to know more about your story if they miss something yeah they can go to jeremiahprogram.org slash portfolio uh, dash item slash Brittany dash name. Yeah. I know that's a long uh, URL there, but uh, if you just go to jeremiahprogram.org, I'm sure you could easily navigate. There's a tab that I I believe says stories. Sure. Yeah, and there's several mom stories on there, and the network of Jeremiah moms is pretty incredible. Uh, the women that are out there doing pretty amazing things and following their passions because those stresses of meeting those basic needs are are gone so they're able to follow their hearts and, and impact the world in really beautiful ways. Do you check the uh, the stories every, every so often on um, the website? I, and say- I do but I also because I'm so passionate about engaging the alumni I'm engaged with a lot of the moms um, in, in those sort of ways and you know social media good or bad it's it is useful for that too that i can kind of instagram creep on some of the ladies and just (laughs) watch the kids grow up through that sort of avenue and and lend my support um you know just over encouraging them through triumphs and tribulations that they have every day Mm -hmm. yeah that's beautiful, Brittany. You know, we're, we're we're coming we're coming towards the end of uh, end of our time here for yeah. the interview. But uh, is there anything else that you would like to add? Anything else you would like to make sure that our listeners uh, hear today? Um, just I mean, there's a lot of work that still needs to be done. You know, in order to continue to move these families forward, and this is a huge issue, and and it's one that um, I think has the ability to impact many generations um not just the two gens you know that it's talking that jeremiah speaks to i think the ripple effect is much bigger than that it is certainly the two immediate right. generations but yeah. you know it will will continue yeah the good the yeah. good will continue from that um 
maybe just a, a final question for me uh, along those lines. You know, what what do you see as the trajectory uh, of your life now what, 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 that you couldn't see before? It's um, pretty wild uh, to feel like right now I have so many possibilities that I'm like overwhelmed with it. Um, so there's lots of things that are on the table for me right now. Uh, the U of M's uh, School of Policy has a fellowship that I've been looking into. I've also been looking into getting a master's degree in public policy. Um, I c- continuing to do work with this Rochester campus, um, getting young ne- uh, young professional networks um, set up throughout the network and um, what the impact of getting young professionals involved earlier in the development of a campus, like what that could look like and what the impact of that could be. Um, just continuing to engage um, with the current residents and the current moms just to be a, a light at the end of the tunnel for them, that there's, you know, this hope and um, that they can do it and, and to continue to be that role model for them. So it sounds like you know, really, really hoping and dreaming, uh, big things for yourself, yeah. but, but but keeping the roots, yeah. uh, right here. And and I don't think that those are two separate things. Uh, that they're they're very much interrelated, right. and and, and uh, dependent on each other. I uh, someone told me one time that the best of all comes from St. Paul, and uh. I think you've made a case for that this morning with this interview. Uh, I I'm sure that it'll be available on archived on on the RPR website later on. It's it, uh, it's really worth going back and listening to if if uh, if you haven't caught uh, all of this interview with Brittany Block this morning and the Jeremiah program it's uh, an amazing story uh, uh, Brittany if people want to get involved yeah. with the Jeremiah program people want to help how do they do so uh, yeah the Jeremiah website it's a good place to start um, on there there's um, access to the different volunteer opportunities um, and that'll lead you to the Rochester uh, campus. Um, there is a buy a brick campaign that's going on right now um, uh, that uh, is one of the last fundraising events for uh, getting the groundbreaking going. Um, so it's jeremiahprogram.org backslash brick um, and that's uh, that's like the most immediate way to get involved but once the building's up then they'll be cooked for kids and um, the moms attend uh, life skills classes two nights a week uh, during the school year so there's always a need for childcare on those nights and um, you know I'm sure there'll be other opportunities uh, finals there's always a need for you know help with extra childcare and stuff like that and so um, just staying connected with the website they'll be able to find those opportunities as they come about excellent jeremiahprogram.org slash brick yep all right Brittany Block thank you so much for being here this morning thank you for having me I really appreciate it thank you